What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Sally Warner on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her and her journey. Sally, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like with your story. Okay. Um, So I met my husband in 2010, so almost 10 years ago now. (laughs) Uh, We were 20, 21 years old, and we dated for a few years, and we got married in 2013. Um, so we kind of wanted kids, um, on the younger side, but we waited like a year to start trying. And I knew since I was little that I had, um, this thing called a chromosomal translocation, which basically is like, I'm normal. My genes are normal, but two of my chromosomes are switched. Um, So I'm more likely to have miscarriages and I've known this, you know, ever since I can remember, but I didn't really think much of it because my mom only had one miscarriage. Um, So I was like, well, we may or may not have trouble. um, So maybe we should start trying, you know, sooner than later. Um, So we weren't super careful. (laughs) And that first month, Um, I conceived my son, who is now four years old. Um, There was no issues with the pregnancy. Uh, Everything went fine. So I was like, well, this is great. Um, So then in 2015, or sorry, 17, we decided to start trying for a second. And again, first month, got pregnant, no issues. Um, So honestly, I didn't think that infertility or miscarriages was going to be like a problem that I was going to go through. I always had this weird connection to it. Um, Like I was very interested in other people's stories and like my sister, she's, she went through infertility. So I don't know. It was a weird connection. It's almost like a premonition that this was going to happen to me later on. Anyway, so I had my daughter um, September 2017, um, and she's now two years old. Um, so everything was fine. And then how it started was, let's see, December 2018, so a little over a year now. Um, my daughter was one, a little over one. And we weren't trying, but we had like an oops. And uh, I got like a positive pregnancy test and then the next day it was gone. It was like two days later it was gone. I was like, well, that was weird. That, that had never happened to me before, but we weren't trying. So I wasn't like, you know, super upset about it. But at the same time, it kind of sparked something in me that, okay, maybe we are ready for our third. Um, my husband wants four. Um, I want three. <laughs> we've decided on three, thank God. (laughs) Um, but we knew like, okay, maybe this is, you know, God telling us that it's time for us to try again. So we did. 
and the next month we got pregnant again. Um, but I don't know if you are like a frequent test taker. Oh gosh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think we all are on this podcast. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because I really had no reason to be before. Yeah. But I always have been. I guess I'm a bit of a control freak. So (laughs) I, you know, would take a test every day and the tests, they were getting darker, but they weren't like super dark. Like, you know, if you have a, if you've had a healthy pregnancy, you know what it's supposed to look like. And so I was a little concerned. I was like, okay, well, hopefully this isn't another chemical. Um, Then all of a sudden it started getting darker and I was like, oh, this is good. Uh, So I was kind of worried in the back of my head this whole time, but at the same time I was like, um, a little bit hopeful since the test did get darker. Um, but then, well, before I say then, I went ahead and bought Big Brother Big Sister shirts. That's how hopeful I was. Um, I bought a journal pregnancy thing, like where you record, like you know, each month that you're pregnant. So that all happened, and then I woke up. It was January twelfth. And I woke up to blood and I was like, it's over. I knew it. And so I woke up my husband because it was like early in the morning. I was like, I need to go to the hospital. He's like, chill out. You're fine. Because that's just his personality. I'm like the one that freaks out. And he's the one that's, you know, kind of settles me back down. But I just knew I had to know. Like I couldn't just, you know, wait until Monday. Because I think this was like a Saturday or something. Um, so I talked him into it and we got a babysitter and we went to the ER and luckily they got me in real quick. Um, and they did like the external ultrasound. I don't know why they did that. I was like a little below six weeks. Um, and of course they didn't see anything. And so then they did the internal and they wouldn't even say anything. I don't think they're allowed to, but you know, here I am like, super anxious and they wouldn't say anything and then the radiologist or it might have just been the doctor the ER doctor came in and was like well we didn't see anything on the ultrasound but your HCG is it was 467 and she said that doesn't look good for a six-week pregnancy I was like okay so what does that mean she's like well your dates might be off and I mean I knew my dates I was like no they're not off (laughs) And she's like, well, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, But if you keep bleeding, then that's probably not a good sign. And she was just so, I don't know, dry about it. And I just wanted someone to be honest with me and be like, hey, this doesn't look good. Don't give me any kind of hope if it's not looking good. But um, anyway, I kind of just lost it in the the ER room. And it kind of hit me like, this is the second time in a row this has happened. This probably isn't a good thing. Um, So that kind of is like when I realized that something might be wrong or maybe this translocation is finally like, you know, getting me. Um, But the way my personality works is I put it under the rug and I just keep moving. That's just kind of how I cope with things, which isn't good. Um, so that's what I did. Um, we did like skip a month. We went to Mexico, um, just to kind of like 
reboot and you know we were thinking the last three months all about trying to conceive we kind of just wanted to put it on the back burner for a second um but we did try Mexico <laughs> and uh that month again like I get pregnant so easy but I just can't keep it uh, so I got pregnant again um and this time I was not super hopeful it was kind of like where you are in that point because I know your story is very similar to mine you've had what is it like four miscarriages in a row yep four losses and I too I get pregnant like that and then right yeah, just hard to keep them right so I'm sure you've kind of felt that feeling it's kind of like well here we go again like you know it's just you kind of get to the point where it's almost like a you know, something that just happens in your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I felt. Um, I mean, I was hopeful, but you know, this whole time I was praying for a baby every day. Like I really wanted it to happen. And that was kind of all that was on my mind. Um, this time the lines, of course I had to test every day. Um, the lines weren't getting dark like they're supposed to again. And I went to the doctor this time to get my HCG tested and <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but so I was like 10 days past ovulation when I got my first positive and it was like, you could barely see it, but I saw it. And so I went in that day and my HCG came back at 2.5. So those tests, <laughs> it was the first response are so sensitive. Like I couldn't believe it. Um, but then two days later, it went up to 10. So I was like, okay, maybe this is going to work. Because that, you know, it's supposed to double every two days. But that's still so low. Uh, and I knew that. Um, so I was, you know, trying to be hopeful, but at the same time, just trying to be real with myself. And then we did it one more time, um, two days later, and it went, only went up to 13. So I knew it was over. And my doctor was like, well, let's be, you know, optimistic I was already on progesterone and she told me to take um two a day instead of one a day and I was just like I don't know like am I just holding on to this pregnancy even though it's not going to work by taking another progesterone and I wanted to listen to my doctor so I did it but at the same time I knew it wasn't going to work and I think it was two or three days later, the test just got lighter and lighter. So I stopped taking it. Um, and I lost that one. At, I think I was only four and a half weeks. So it was really early. So the first one was a chemical. The second was, I was about six weeks. And then this one, I was only four and a half weeks. So they're all really early. Um, so again, <laughs> not to like rush through it, but I just put it under the rug and I was like, let's try again. Like, I just, I didn't know what else to do. Like I couldn't cut off this desire to have a third baby. I mean, I knew how blessed I was to have two, but like when you have that desire in your heart, you can't just cut it off. Um, unfortunately, like I, I wanted to, but I couldn't. Um, and I was afraid if I took a break, the same thing would happen. Like I would, you know, let's wait a year. And then I would miscarry again and I would just be mad that I wasted that whole year. <laughs> so I was like, well, let's just keep going until we just can't go anymore. Um, which I did get to that point. <laughs> so the next month we did it again and 
I got pregnant again. Um, so this was the fourth time in a row. And I knew that probably wasn't healthy for my body to get pregnant and lose it and get pregnant and lose it. But I wasn't really thinking straight at the time. I just wanted a baby so bad. Um, so the test came back positive and they were looking pretty good this time. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe it's going to work this time. I mean, how can I have four miscarriages in a row? That's not going to happen to me. Um, so I got my HCG tested again and it came back 67, which isn't bad. I don't remember what day it was. Um, but that still wasn't that bad. And then it was the next day after I got that, I took a test and it got lighter <laughs> and that was Easter morning and I was crushed. Like I knew it was happening again. Um, and that was probably my breaking point because that was, you know, five months and four miscarriages in a row. Like I just, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like my soul was crushed. Like I'd been praying every single day and I just didn't understand why God kept telling me no over and over. Um, but still having this desire in my heart, you know? So like my prayer changed from praying for a baby to praying for my, that desire to be gone. You know, like I knew I couldn't go through this again. I was like, just take it away. If this isn't supposed to happen, like I, I don't, want to want another one. Just don't let me get pregnant again if I'm going to miscarry. Um, so I believe around this time is when I went, I went back to the doctor to get like a recurrent miscarriage panel done and everything came back normal except for I had a slightly positive ANA, which is basically it like it can mean that you have an autoimmune disorder, but it was like slightly positive. So I wasn't too worried about it. Um, and neither was my doctor. She just said, take a baby aspirin. Um, so I knew that. And the only next step she told me I could do was go to the genetic doctor. So I got my um, information from my aunts because my aunts, my uncle, I believe, and my mom all have this translocation. Um, my mom and my other aunt didn't really have an issue. My uncle didn't have an issue, but one of my aunts did. She had five miscarriages. So um, she found the information. She dug it up somewhere. Um, and I had a, the translocation was on three and 22 of my chromosomes. So I took that information and I was going to take it to the genetic doctor and like they could tell me, I guess, what my chances are so that we can decide if we want to keep trying. Like if it was, you know, a 75% chance that you're going to lose the baby every time, then maybe it's best that we stop. Or, you know, if it's not so bad, then hopefully it's going to happen eventually. Um, so I made that doctor's appointment and that was in August. So the last miscarriage was in April. Um, but over that summer, so in May, I would say that was probably the darkest place I've ever been in my life. Um, luckily, like I have um, a pretty big faith and 
my husband does too. And that helped tremendously. I feel like if um, this would have happened, you know, a few years ago, it would have been way worse. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but I was mad at God. I was just, you know, I just didn't understand what he was trying to do. Um, I get it now that I'm on the other side, but you know, whenever you're in that darkest place, like you just, you don't really see a way out and you don't really see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's just not a fun place to be. Um, but honestly, during those months that was really dark for me was probably the most important months of my life. Like I grew so much because you're just depending so much on God and to get, I guess, up every morning and to take care of your kids. And like, that was really the only way I could do it was to pray myself out of bed. <laughs> so I guess through that, like that helped me grow a lot in my faith. Um, but yeah, I was still mad. I was still confused. I felt hopeless. Um, but I decided to, you know, keep trusting God and know that he's going to protect me. And if I'm praying that I won't miscarry again, then he won't let it happen. So I think it was a few months later. So like June or July, we decided we would try again. Um, and nothing happened for six months. So it was June, July, August, September, and then October. Um, we didn't get pregnant, which is crazy. Like, you know, that I prayed for that and it, I really didn't get pregnant. Um, I don't know. That was a God thing for me. And um, I met two or three people who had gone through recurrent losses during that time. And that helped me tremendously. I actually found your podcast during that time. And um, I listened to it on the way to one of my um, husband's tournaments. It was all the way in Fort Myers and I live in South Carolina. So it was like 10 hour drive. And so I listened to probably like 10 of them <laughs> on the way there. And it was just really nice to have that support. And I promised myself that I would share mine, even though it's hard to share it. I would share mine with, you know, on your podcast because it helped me so much just to know that you're not the only one going through it and to know that there are, there's hope out there. Like people who go through worse things than I've gone through, they come out on the other side. So I did promise myself that, um, a lot happened those months. Like it was, it was a really good five, six months. And I'm glad that I didn't get pregnant during those months because I really needed that time just to heal. Um, and I did go to a few doctors during that time. I ended up going to the genetic doctor. They gave me a 40% chance miscarriage. So basically they told me it's like flipping a coin every time. And I just got really lucky with my um, first two kids. And they also said age plays a role. Um, because I was 30 um, this past year, and not that that's old by any means, but the other two kids I had, um, I was 26 and 28, so I guess maybe that plays a small role in it, um, and then I went to a fertility doctor as well, and they unfortunately were pretty useless to me, 
they said that I could do IVF with genetic testing and it would cost $20,000 and our insurance doesn't cover any of it. So I was like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Um, not for me anyway. We didn't have that kind of money at the time. So anyway, all that to say, October comes around and um, I had promised myself, like I was kind of getting to the point where, well, is something else wrong with me? I've had four losses and now I can't get pregnant. Like, is it God protected me or is there something else wrong with me? Like I, I just was kind of getting to that point. And so I decided to kind of just let it all go. Um, I threw away all my pregnancy tests. I threw away all my ovulation sticks and I got all the baby stuff out of my house. And I was just, I don't know. I just didn't want to keep trying to control the situation. I, it was, you know, driving me nuts. This had been, you know, 10, 11 months going on and I was just sick of it. So I just kind of wanted to let it go. We would still try, but we're not going to track. We're not going to, you know, plan things out. We're just going to have fun with our lives. Um, so that's what we did. And it was great. Um, we, I, that was probably the first month I actually enjoyed life <laughs> since before all this happened, because, you know, when you're trying to conceive, that's all it, that consumes you. That's all you can think about for me anyway. Um, so that was really good. I had promised myself I wouldn't test early. Um, but then I started spotting a little bit. It was barely anything. And I knew like I was, I don't know, like a week or two out from ovulation just because I know my body and I know kind of when I do. Um, and I was like, well, that's weird. I don't spot ever. And I know I'm not about to start my period yet. So that triggered me. I don't know if you had any kind of triggers, um, like if you're trying not to test, but that triggered me. And I went to the target pickup, like where you like drive up and they like bring things out to you. <laughs> and they brought me out pregnancy test. And I went home and I took a test, even though I promised myself I wouldn't. And sure enough, it was positive. And, um, I was like, okay, this is it. It's been six months. I haven't got pregnant. You know, this, I feel like God promised this would happen when it's supposed to happen. We didn't try this month, you know, just everything felt right. And I went to my husband's work. I was so excited. And I was like, I hugged him and I whispered, we're pregnant. He's like, what? I was like, yeah. And, you know, we were just both really excited and it just kind of felt right. Um, but then unfortunately, two days later, it was gone again. <laughs> so it was another chemical. So like the, the first month where I don't know if you've ever had a chemical, but it's just like you have a positive test for a few days and that's gone. And then you start your period. And I was so pissed. Like that was a really bad place again. Um, I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> why does this keep happening? Why did God let this happen? You know? And I was so mad at myself because if I wouldn't have tested, then I would have never known about it. Um, so I felt like it was April all over again, where I was just felt helpless and hopeless and like all that work and all that progress I made those past six months was just gone. 
Um, so that, that was really hard. Luckily I had a few people, you know, who have been going through this with me and they kind of helped pull me out of it. Um, but yeah, it was hard. So I called the doctor and I was like, we've got to do something about this. Like maybe they can put me on Clomid or, you know, something to better my eggs. I don't know. I was, I was up for anything. So I called the doctor and they're like, well, don't try again until you get in. And they made an appointment for, it was like the end of November. And I was like, don't tell me what to do. Like I'm the type of person, if you tell me what to do, then I'm going to do the opposite. So <laughs> I was kind of like upset that they told me not to try. Um, just because I don't know, they didn't know my story. So this time I, it was a lot, I recovered a lot faster. Like I, within like a week or two, I was like, okay, I've done this. I know how, I know how I heal. Like I'm upset for a few days and then I get back up again and I'm fine. Um, so I told God, I was like, I was praying. I was like, you need to show the F up. Like I'm done. Like you've got to show up. Um, so finally, um, the next month we didn't try again. We, I mean, we did, but we didn't track. Um, we just had fun with it. And finally, um, things worked out. It's crazy. But, um, I would, we decided, me and my husband decided we're not going to test early and I follow through this time. <laughs> and, um, it was like the day of my missed period or the day before. And when you've been pregnant as many times as I have, you know, when you're pregnant. And I told my husband, I was like, I know I am. So can we just test already? Like, I can't wait till tomorrow. And he was like, no. And I was like, well, I already bought the test. <laughs> and we just had like this huge argument. He was just so adamant about waiting. He was just, you know, he was struggling with it too. He was, he hated seeing me so upset and, you know, he was really being affected by it too at this point. Um, and I kind of had like a small panic attack. <laughs> I was like, this isn't like me. I don't have panic attacks. Um, this must be hormones. I was like, I'm going to take the test. So and he's like, well, fine, whatever. So I went into the bathroom downstairs and my two-year-old daughter followed me in there because she always does that. And I took the test real quick. Then as soon as I took it, it was positive. And so like I casually came out, I was like, it's already positive. And he was just like, oh, like at this point, we're just like, you know, a positive test doesn't mean anything. Um, but this time it was dark. It was like as dark as the control line. And if you're, you know, obsessive tester like I am, then you know that's a really good sign. Um, so, I mean, I felt pretty good about it. My husband is normally like Mr. Positive and it was kind of sad to see, but he kind of shut down. Um, he was just like, let's not get excited. This, you know, we know how this goes. And that was really hard on me because normally he's so positive about everything and just to see how this has affected him um, was sad, you know, for him to be feel negative about it. Like that's a huge thing because normally he's just the glass half full kind of guy. Um, but it kept getting darker and darker. Um, 
I took blood tests at the doctor and they came back amazing. Um, the first one was 595. And then the next one, two days later was 1300. So it had more than doubled. And then let's see, I think three days later, it was 8,000. So at that point, my husband was like, okay, I feel good about this. And then here I was nervous again. Um, but we made it to the six week ultrasound, which was kind of like my big milestone because I had never made it to an ultrasound with any of these losses. Um, so we made it there. I was so <laughs> nervous. I don't remember being that nervous about anything in a long time. And, you know, we went in and did the ultrasound and the baby came right up and I saw the heart flickering um, and it was 120 beats per minute. And it did measure a few days behind, so that kind of scared me, but I wasn't, you know, tracking. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I just ovulated later. I don't know. Um, but of course, like after you've had five miscarriages in a row, you're scared to death. Like every day you're afraid you're going to go to the bathroom and there's going to be blood or, you know, you're going to have a missed miscarriage and you're, you're going to go to the ultrasound and there's not going to be the baby with a heartbeat. So this whole time I was, I was super scared. Um, but at the same time, I had this weird comfort, like this was going to work that I had never had with any of the other ones. Um, so we made it to the next ultrasound, which was eight weeks. And this time the baby actually measured two days ahead. So I went from measuring five days um, behind to two days ahead, which was crazy. I was like, how can you be a week off? And they told me like the first one, um, the first ultrasound, they're so tiny that it's kind of hard to measure. So that gave me like tons of reassurance. Um, and then that week I got like a home Doppler. <laughs> So I found the baby's heartbeat um, with that, like around nine weeks. And I use that probably two or three times a week. And that helps me tremendously just to know the baby's still in there. Um, so fast forward to January. So now um, I had my last ultrasound last week and I was 13 weeks the baby was perfect. Everything's great. It's just, it's insane. Like, it's just, I still can't grasp that I've had five miscarriages and now I have a healthy baby. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but at the same time, it makes all the sense. Like, I don't know if that, that, um, makes sense to you, but. Oh yeah, I guess it does. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just weird. Like, this, this passion, like it's, it's like a whole circle. Um, because, um, so I happened to announce the pregnancy and I didn't plan this at all. I just had this feeling one day I was like, I want to announce, I normally announce with my other two at 10 weeks and I was 10 weeks. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to announce it. And later that day, I realized that the date I announced was the day I found out I was pregnant with my first miscarriage. I was like, that is so weird. It's like a full circle. Um, things like that happened like this whole past year. It's just, it's crazy. It's been the craziest year ever. And it's weird, but I'm actually really thankful for it because my first two came so easy. And this one, 
obviously do not. And I have so much more of an appreciation for, you know, what people go through to have a child. Like it's not always easy and it's made my heart, you know, so much bigger for people who go through infertility and who go through, you know, losses like I have, like I have a big passion for it now that I didn't have before. I don't know. I've, I've learned a lot this year. Um, so it's, it's been a crazy ride, but I honestly wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I don't regret it. Like I'm glad I went through it. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> but no, I, I can completely relate. I say the same yeah. thing. And I too go through the whole like, okay, I had four miscarriages and now I had a healthy pregnancy, had my baby, mm-hmm. and now I am having a healthy pregnancy again. It just like blows my mind because I'm like, Yeah, what? How? Like what? And then I'm like, I'm so grateful for everything that I went through because honestly, I wouldn't have the passion that I have. Mm-hmm. for it now I wouldn't have the understanding I wouldn't be able to relate to those going through it and have that same compassion and I am I'm so thankful that I went through everything I went through and it it really is all worth it that's it really is. hard to see when mm-hmm. you're going through it but it really is all worth it um, I always ask at the end of every episode if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation what would it be um well kind of what we just talked about um that there's still hope when, if you're a believer, when God answers no, or when life answers no, there's still hope. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to see whenever you're in that dark place. Um, But no doesn't always, it's not always a bad thing, you know, And, and it can bring a lot of good things to your life if you just hold on and you just try to take, you know, get, make the best of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, like the most, hard times in my life have been the most significant now that, you know, I'm looking, looking back on it. Um, so just to hold on, like if you're going through it right now and you're in the midst of it and you don't know like when it's going to end, just keep holding on and don't give up. Don't let anyone tell you to give up because they're like, it's going to happen for you. You just have to believe that and you have to hold on to that and just keep trudging through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Hold on. Uh, mm-hmm. If somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Um, Instagram is probably the easiest. Okay. Um, yep, I have a. It's a private account, but um, if you request me, then I'll. <laughs> yeah, and I'll you can still that. message private accounts too. So, exactly. yeah, um, yes. and then you'll be able to see it, and then accept if you know if that's what you want to do. But that. I will go ahead and I'll link your Instagram in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for jumping on and feeling the pull to share your story. I know you said when you were listening to it on that road trip, you were like, someday Mm -hmm. I'm going to share. And now Mm -hmm. here you are. And I just appreciate it so much. And good luck. Congratulations. Thank you. I think we're only like a week apart. Dude, we are. Yeah. So crazy. (laughs) So exciting. So I'm excited to keep up with your journey and you'll have to keep me posted on everything. I will. You too. Yes. All right. So we'll chat soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.